0: Good to have you aboard on a Monday edition. Jack Michael Show coming to you from our uh, Gunderson Jewelers Studios. OMG. Oh, my Gundersons. Make it easy to say I do with a custom designed wedding ring. Gundersons Uptown in Maine, West Fargo, or Gundersons.com. You know what we do on Mondays the last couple of years on the the Jack Michael Show? Derek Hansen working on his ninth show of the day, by the way. Brad Anderson, you don't have like a cricket match to call later today. You've called volleyball, football, (laughs) and. Baseball the last four days.
1: Uh, Let's see here. Jart, lawn jart tournament do you have? Well, it could be (laughs) soccer. We could do, you know. I'm available for, you know, bar mitzvahs, teenage
0: parties. Yeah, all of it right there. Uh, What we do on a Monday is, is because the weekend's so big now that the NFL, is your good, bad, ugly, and then only if it's necessary. And we leave our greats a cut above. So the good, bad and ugly and uh, and and great if it's if it fits. And the other only rule we have on the text club at 35270, we never uh use terms like ugly with uh you know amateur you know sports. You know, we don't want to down you know some high school uh, students. So if you're going to use ugly, use it for somebody that gets paid to play the game. Fair enough. That that's the rule. You're good, bad, ugly. And great if it's fitting. My guess is, Derek, the great is fitting for Just I think if we have one great this week, and we might have a few more, Brad and, and and Derek, but the one great is Justin Jefferson. There might be it might be a good in there, there might be a bad in there. He might even have an ugly today. But the great's gotta be JJ.
2: I think the offense in general could get a great great, couldn't they? I mean the I whole thought, thought they played pretty well. I I, I thought you know and still trying to find themselves too against one of the better defenses I mean I think they left some points on the board but going up against that defense I thought that was pretty impressive
1: it might it might too nitpicky like we saw this you know, the first half couldn't have gone much better offensively they were clicking it might being nitpicky by the kinda, they kind of they kind of hit a lull there in the third quarter on, yeah. yeah I mean because we we saw that at times last year where they get off to good starts and then they'd go through stretches of three four five possessions where they would just I thought the do big nothing. mistake
2: that they made offensively was after they got the fumble, not doing a play action. You know, the, the sudden change, turn it right. I yep. mean, that's that's what you got to do. And then mm-hmm. you ran the ball with Cook, and you know, and then you're kind of setting up a, a second down along. And, and I think that's the mistake. I mean, it's just time and time again you do it. They were helped out by the fact that it was hard to do sudden change and the fact there was an injury, I do believe, or something like that. Yep. So that delayed it. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. There was a couple the- times too where injuries. They were driving the down their throat. Remember that running play, and then a Packer player got injured, and it just kind of took the the, it, the,
0: it the gas out of it a
2: little bit. The fact that they were not able to keep on running
0: downhill. It's some weird teams how that use happens. that by the way as strategy. Well, even yeah. though, you know, that. that I'm not did. saying he did, but that's no. just how it worked right. out. It's like when I used to deal blackjack at the club over in West Fargo years ago. Uh, And and it's a hot shoe. Here's a little tip for those who play blackjack: is that when a shoe's at what you call dumping, and you're you're dumping, uh, it's not good for the house when you're dumping. So what do you do? You tap, and your your blackjack usually two of you dealing taps you. You leave, and you know what I have to do? You have to bury that first card of the new dealer underneath. So you take it out of the shoe, you bury one, and it changes the whole shoe. Yep. That's how that works And that. Derek made a great point earlier. And I don't know if this 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 uh, lines itself to uh, uh, good, great, you know, what have you. And But I mean earlier, I mean on our brother station, KFGO, is that uh, the Vikings have this goal line stance. And as much as you're – that's – Phenomenal to be able to hold somebody within five, especially with the the poundage of today's NFL linemen, the play calling ability of, of 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 OCs now in the NFL. You know, it is rare uh, when you don't just uh, shove one in. Well, they don't, but you made a good point. It's what Minnesota did after that. They right. came back and put some points on the board. They put
2: they got a field goal of that drive, which it's, is it's good. crazy. You know, to think that you got on the one yard line, you're just hoping to get out of there they're able to get out and score some points. I mean, you're hoping for a touchdown obviously, but to get 3 on a long drive like that. To 10 points, I 20. think that was a, one, a huge factor in that game, no question.
0: Uh there's so much to get to so you can text in 35270 and by the way, you're good uh bad and 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 uglies and and great if it fits uh to 35270. Uh obviously with, with so much going on over the weekend the uh the, the Vikings got to be good. I don't know how bad Packer fans think the bad is. You know the receiving core, obviously with Aaron Rodgers, that the the body language of Green Bay told me that's a good point. Everything, Derek, everything. Body language in sport, period. Body language maybe in life, period. You can you can be at the mall and go, fat dude's having a bad day. (laughs) That's (laughs) true. Like body language. A lot of the sideline for Green Bay looked like that yesterday. That's a very didn't it? I mean, it was just
1: and it started with the it started with number twelve. Yep.
0: Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, I.
2: Well, and his throw to number nine kind of set the tone. Oh boy!
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, if you ever, if your heart didn't sing for whether you're a fan or not, or whether you're a Bison fan or not, or that just your heart sink. If it's a rookie yeah. that's trying to make an impression, and <laughs> that is from penthouse outhouse like on yeah, one of, right oh out God, of the gate, and yeah. now you're trying to recover from that, and you're not being targeted. You are literally the kid in the classroom that gets put over to the corner and everybody you know it's it's, it's an yeah. unbelievable it's got to be a terrible feeling but watson so you know he's going to rise up but that's a uh I'm surprised they tough. don't have him. I, he was
1: such a good kick returner here that, uh, no. that they were using Ro- They were using the other Rodgers. i don't know, surprised that they don't maybe just put him back there once like a while. I like that
0: they used him on some jets or at least yes. one jet uh, Yeah, they did, uh, I know, in the second yeah. quarter. Yeah, that, that's really a, a good use of him. Scott Frost fired over the weekend. The Sun Belt picks up a couple of wins. I mean, there's a lot to get to to unfold today. Dak Prescott is out. Uh, can you imagine how many quarterbacks agents are calling Dallas right now going, you know what? Yeah, I represent Minshew, and uh, I think he's still got some of the thing. Hi, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I realize I'm older now with many children, and but I can still throw it. I'd imagine that the phone is just ringing right now in Dallas's cap. and maybe it's Cooper Rush going, "Hey, Jim, Jimmy G." Jim, you think? I don't you, think they to make that trade now. No, no trade. It's it's probably too late to get involved. Uh, call two three seven thirty seven sixty seven triple eight. Four five eight six nine two six. Doc Phil will join us uh, coming up around the corner. We also had uh, the FCS National Team of the Week: Eastern Kentucky. In case you caught them, <laughs> une, deux, trois, quatre, cinq, six, sept. That's seven in French, I believe. Seven overtime game. Wow. On the new rules, by the way, that have been implemented now in college football. If you if you look at their box score and you just see. You know, 55-53, 55-55, 57, 50. it's going by twos. There's a reason for that now in college football. They changed the OT rules a little bit in the last couple of years. Let's go to the phone line, and who we bringing on that today? That is Paul. Paul is here. Hi, Paul. Hi, Jack. Hi, Derek. Hello. Happy Monday.
2: Happy Monday. What's on your mind?
0: I was. Uh, that was a good Vikings game yesterday.
2: It certainly was. Have you given up on the Twins stuff? I was
0: watching it, I- predicted the score that the vikings are going to win 23
3: to 7
2: that's not too bad that's a good call right there paul very good paul and
3: i'm
0: i'll be listening to you tonight at 6 30 jack I on the radio i can't wait for it paul we need you we need all your good vibes we need all yeah. your good vibes buddy thanks for chiming in and uh, let's go red hawks tonight against kansas city yes. buddy all, righty. all right sounds all right. Good. thanks paul yeah, bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, good set. Well, and he brings up something, too, and probably buried some of that, uh, that lead. The Redhawks start the West Division Finals tonight against the Kansas City Monarchs. I, I think the good might have been their perseverance Saturday night. <laughs> Derek, I'll tell you something. <laughs> you know, we're all a little superstitious at one thing or another. I get done with my football game. Mine was two hours later than Brad's because Brad made Wapiton, I don't want to say broke any speed limits. But he made Newman Outdoor feel. I I good drove comfortably. Pretty, pretty good time. I <laughs>
1: sped comfortably. I think I was still at a point where I would probably maybe just get a warning.
0: So, so yeah, forty-eight, 48 minutes to put and it. Whop it into Newman Outdoor. That's field. a pretty good not call. Bad. That's <laughs> not shabby. Not too bad. I uh, so I'm uh, I'm tearing. We're done at the the UND game, which was a nice win for Bubba Schwagert and 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 uh, in North Dakota against Northern Iowa. Now they find themselves in the in the rankings, which is good. The Bison did what the Bison do uh took care of uh, North Carolina A and I get done with my game day <laughs> and Brad. And now it's getting late I can get a bite to eat after the after uh, the game at Grand Forks, but I'm thinking, oh, I can still make it back to Newman with maybe uh an inning or two to spare. I'm listening to Brad call the Redhawks game for me, which he did a fantastic job always, as always he does. And I and I pull in and it's it's uh I think the Redhawks had just broken a three three tie. And I'm pulling into the back lot by the garbage cans at, at Newman Outdoor Field. And I'm like, well, I can't go in now. They just scored. So I'm sitting in the back by the big dumpster in my car listening to Brad and, and hearing, like, the, the faint sound nice. of the crowd. Right, You're so kind I'm of like, doing a
2: weird version of the knothole game It's
0: really strange. And, and I turn <laughs> to my left, and Matt Rao, the GM who does his pacing and checking out vendors down there, he's, he's in the back bar. He goes, Jack, went, hey, Matt. So Matt comes over to my car. Now, both of us are listening to Brad and hearing like, and we'd hear like, ah! and I'm like, ooh, what do you think that was, Matt? He goes, that sounded like a single. That sounded like a big hit. <laughs> <laughs> so well, the so crowd. Matt and I are trying to guess the reaction while listening to Brad and the crowd of the whole thing. And then finally in the bottom of the ninth, I, it was a plus four game. And I thought, okay, two outs, I'll go to the dugout. Yeah, the you're guys. in good and shape. I went to the dugout and kind of hung down low and then uh, got off the field and got a chance to hug the fellas on their way out and, a little champagne celebration because if you don't do it there, you know, you've already <laughs> you got to find a way to pop champagne sometime, right? And now it's uh, now it's Kansas City, and it's it's certainly not the twins and and they're the, the heavy weight of we can't get past the Yankees feeling because the Red Hawks have beaten Kansas City before. Yeah, we're not talking about 2002, no. we're not talking 20 years. <laughs> But there is, and Brad, you can back me up, I think, too, on this. There is that feeling that, and I was doing an American, I was a guest on an American Association show yesterday afternoon, and they they asked, Jack, what do you think about this series? I, I said, if you've ever seen Three Amigos, Kansas City right now seems to be the Red Hawks El Guapo. You know, it's, it's like you can't get, and until you beat them, you know, it's it's that that feeling won't go away. So that next, you just got to beat up You got to find a way to beat up yep. and it starts tonight. Right?
1: Yeah, I guess they got you got him at home too. So I mean, this is this is the you know kind of the money game. This is the one you got to get.
0: Um, do you guys have any other? You know, Trey Lance um, yeah, again, and he didn't. Here is what I loved about Trey Lance because he's he, if you know Trey Lance, upstanding young man. Uh, Could have used the weather. Could have used this. Could have used that. Could have used a various. Things to excuse did not post game face to the fire answered the questions I got to be better accountability so it doesn't shock anybody accountability but in the grand scheme of things if you're Shanahan and company of the Niners who you know came back and bring Garoppolo back and have him le- kind of looming right there you got to have a good backup but you got to let Trey Lance get through this don't you dare you got to let him yeah. feel. This is the maturation part we're talking about. I don't think there's any question, and that's,
2: you know, he's in such a weird situation because he got a team that was in the NFC championship game, and now you're giving the keys to it as a 21-year-old kid. This is kind of probably – it's kind of the sickly feeling I had about it when they traded up to get him last year. I just – I thought it was a weird spot for him to be in. I hope that he takes advantage of of it and does really well. But uh, it's – there's a lot of pressure on him because the other guy – Brought them to the Super Bowl, got them almost to Super Bowl. Probably should have gone to the Super Bowl last year if you look at it, just how that played out. And now he's got the keys of the car, and it's a tough one for him. And I, I think you can't, you know, Soldier Field is Viking fans, you know, it's not an easy place to play, no matter how good or bad um, the Bears are. Well,. And, <laughs> <laughs> Those field conditions no, and the awful. weather yesterday. I mean, that was awful. A, that like was heavy a, ball. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, all of it. It just yeah, got I, worse as the game well, went on. Well, right. I mean, how did it get to that point? I mean, the, the Chicago Bears ownership group's got to be laughing on their fight. Ex- you know, that the city of Chicago wants to keep them in Chicago. And Then they, we see that. I mean, how it got to that point. It's just, it's a mess. So I, I'm not going to panic on that deal i think that san francisco is still going to be a force in the nfc this year i think that he showed glimpses that he can do it and and he, he's not going to use the weather's excuse i just think for the way he plays and what the 49ers are with samuel and him using their athleticism i think yes. that it does factor in i think the bears are a little bit more of a you know getting the muck type of team than what the 49ers are i don't think there's any question can i throw my ugly which i think is an obvious one where do we miss an ugly Getting back to baseball? Yeah. It's over. It was a good run. Oh, that could be I ugly. think you can rest in peace now, the uh,
1: 2022
2: Twins. Yep. You know, to me, yesterday symbolized what us as Minnesota sports fans are. You ever had Christmas where you're like, oh, great, and you got that really cool toy? Yeah. Then the big present comes out? Right. And then – Wow, that's the now. So you know, so the toy that you bought is like okay, that's cool, but oh my goodness! So
0: <laughs> yeah. the, they were the, like getting to this point was the, was the first package that yeah. they let you unwrap. Yeah, and then so, that, the big one. So the twins are now like a, the toy that we have discarded
2: for the brand new toy. Cause... It is
1: basically a, that's a, that's when you toss in the closet. Yep. And you won't, yeah, you won't uh, look well, at it again. We'll see
2: you again next spring training, twins. Because I think that's the way a lot of fans so are on
1: May twenty fifth. I'm just looking at it here. Got it. 27 and 17. Kind of, there were 28 and 8 right around that Memorial Day weekend. I remember I went down to a game on the Saturday Memorial Day weekend and they lost. And they were 28, 28 and 18 on going into that game, going into that day, up five in the divisions. So 28 and 18, 10 over 500. Since then,
0: 41 and 52. 11 under since 11 then. under 500 cents. And uh, one of the games this weekend was, uh, I mean, just a foot in your rear right out of the gate. Yeah. I think I was checking some scores going, ooh, is that, is that a 7 Nothing already in the gate? um yeah four and a half back
1: i got a few other got a text here as well bad slow motion shots of roger's face on fox that was good thank you joe that's excellent that's good that's really How's good. another one how about all the penalties in the 49ers that could also i mean because oh, they made yeah. they made the comment during the broadcast and I remember who who's doing that was joe davis and oh uh Bruce johnston yeah and it kept saying when it was 7 nothing and 10 nothing, boy they, they should be a they should be ahead by a lot more and that's Penalties were a part of that. That's a good point.
0: Yeah, tell me about it. If you caught the Cowboys game last night, I think the one uh, tackle had three – he had the hat trick. He had three consecutive uh, in that game. And, of course, Dak Prescott is out for several weeks, as I talked about earlier – on that. Uh, Lots to get to today at a round table. Derek has already knocked out. Can I I give you a
1: good as well from the local college football scene? What do you got?
0: I think the Cobbers found their quarterback by the way. Uh, Four four or five. How many did he throw? Four I think. Yeah, Yeah, Cooper Yeah,
1: I think think he's going to be a good fit over there.
0: That's a good good. (laughs) That's a really good good. 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 Uh, Cobbers win. Dragons win. UND wins. Bison certainly win. NDSU's out in the desert coming up next weekend. UND's in Arizona, too, just in Flagstaff. In off, yeah. yeah, in the mountains off, off Route 66. Uh, we'll come back. You know, we had, there was a special coin tosser there at the Alara Center this past weekend, too, and I think we wow. got him, right? we, we got we him. We got him. On. We're going to get it. It uh, all me, the all the insight. He keeps me in the, up to my ears in licorice for free every weekend. We'll talk Doc Phil. We'll join the roundtable. Derek Hansen, Brad Anderson. It's a Monday edition. Jack Michael Show at 740 The fam. <laughs>
2: This is the voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, and you're listening to The Jack Michael Show. Oh my God, that's awesome! Be sure to catch me weekdays from 9 to
1: noon, right here on 740 The
0: Fan. I'm bringing sexy back. Doctor?
1: Doctor? 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 Me? What's up, guy?
0: You know what's kind of interesting about that? So Scotch, uh, who works down the hall, one of the most talented people we have, sketch artist, on-air talent, very uh, creative band, musician, singer, all of that. Scotch pulls me in the hall like two hours ago and goes, hey, you know what I watch this weekend? Spies like us. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> we use that cut for Doc Phil every doctor, doctor, doctor. Here he is, Doc Phil joining the roundtable. What's up, Doc? You are. <laughs> I'm up high. It. Thanks for the licorice once again, and great uh, uh, technique, I guess, in the coin toss, even though it, 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 it went the other way. But still, it was good.
3: That wasn't me, though.
0: Oh, that wasn't you?
3: No. That's Dr. Steve Johnson. He and his lovely wife, Carrie, Oh, are yeah. two family practitioners <laughs> who are moving. And here's the story. So his wife, I don't know if everybody knows this, but she's Ralph Inglestead's niece. Got it. And they are moving to the Greater Grand Forks area. They're from Crookston and East Grand Forks, and so they used to be independent family doctors here in Fargo. And they are moving up to the, I believe it's East Grand Forks, doing one of the little clinics there, uh, and then slowly kind of uh, phasing out their their practice over the next few years, is the way I understand it.
0: Here's the here's, here's the other story in this Brad. So, so yeah. I'm up in the in the booth. And I turn, and, and, like, Doc has just given me, like, a bag of wallaby licorice, as he does every week. You what know, flavor? The grape. Oh, oh, or, the, or the huckleberry, yes. Huckleberry. The purple ones, right, yeah. Doc? Yeah. And, uh, and it's minutes, you know, later. It's not far after this. And I turn down, and one of the guys just goes, hey, John, Doc Phil's down there flipping out the coin. And I'm like, wow, so I see a Russ Hans photography mm-hmm. snap, but I didn't yeah. really fully pay attention, I guess, because I, I looked at it, cropped it, screen say and then I said it to Doc Phil going, hey, nice job on the coin does. And only until, like, seconds ago, I realized it wasn't Dr. Phil that was flipping the coin. I guess i got to read that a little bit better. You'll have to excuse my friend. He's a little slow. So that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, all that.
3: Well. Wow. We're
0: excited to get the game going. Yeah, excited to get the game. Well, good. That, uh, that's all good, uh, Doc. There's a couple things to get to from the injury front. Number one, Dak Prescott. Yep. Did you guys see? Did they? Did I see six to eight? I think on on Dak's hand injury that, and this is not uncommon, Doc. It, you know, I think it was a follow through. It. it Clanks on a, on a helmet or a pad. Did I see six yeah, to eight, Six Brad? to
1: eight, yeah. Yahoo Sports, says the headline <laughs> that, has, that uh, we'll, have su- we'll have surgery.
0: Well,
3: Doc? a minimum, his surgery is already done, and what he sustained is what we call a Bennett fracture. So the thumb bone, the big long bone uh, that's more into the wrist area, right at the base where it joins all these little bones in the wrist, uh, broke right at the base, and so he's got a piece probably that was loose, so what you do is you go in there, and they'll either, depend on the size of it, they'll either put a little screw in it uh, so they can kind of get his motion going relatively quick. Or If it's not real big, they'll put a couple pins in. Pins usually stay for four to five weeks, allow some of that healing, and then you go through some of the rehab. Um, it's different than Drew Brees' injury. Drew Brees tore his ulnar collateral ligament, uh, which is the joint that's a little bit further out towards the tip of the, of the uh, thumb. Uh, so that was a little different injury, but it's not uncommon on the follow through that they will break things along that area of the thumb because usually they rotate their hand in
0: inward, a, yeah,
3: down on the helmet.
0: The other injury, well, that
3: provided, and that's provided everything goes perfectly because that's his throwing hand. He will have to have full motion, he'll have to have no pain with grip, uh you know, to let that happen. So there's there's a few hurdles he's got to jump, you know, and, and hopefully he will. I mean, my God, he he recovered nicely from an open fracture of his lower leg uh, without too much trouble. No. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, they can get him going, you know, fairly quickly with the motion, so doesn't get too stiff.
0: I feel for he's he's the oldest twenty nine year old I, I I think I, I can see with everything he's gone through, and then the Cowboys looked anemic uh, offensively yesterday. Uh, they've already dealing with injuries. Galloping. I Playing
3: Monday night, yeah. I think they forgot to show up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they, uh, they uh, it, it that just was wasn't that wasn't uh, pretty, and Tommy just kind of uh, casually went about his business. But uh, well, he know, kept settling for field goals. That yeah. could have been a I mean, lot worse. Parson's yeah. still a dude in the NFL. I mean, the Cowboys can deal a little bit on that. The other one is T.J. Watt, but they're fearing, and uh, Derek and I were just chatting about that. They fear that he has suffered a a torn pectoral muscle. Uh, over that, uh, that win that the Bengals gave them. I'll phrase it that way for Pittsburgh because the Bengals, I think, lost their, their snapper, which led to uh, missed field goals and tough things like that and blocked field goals, so Pittsburgh wins it. But they may have lost T.J. Watt. Uh, torn right. pectoral muscle. Not so uncommon, yeah. right, but sounds painful.
3: Not uncommon. It is painful. Um, it is fixable, but you're out four to six months.
0: What?
2: Yeah. yeah, ouch! That's rough.
3: He's pretty much done, man. Yeah,
0: that's gonna hurt. But that's if have him
3: on your fantasy team, you might want to be looking
0: for somebody yeah. else. Those on a defense. The uh, yeah, that's a that's a tough break. How do they normally tear, Doc? By the way,
3: most of those in those situations cause, because the strength and the and the stress is so big. You see it a lot in weightlifters, actually. But they'll pull it right off the humerus bone. So that muscle is, is encased within the chest, um, and then it goes across in the upper part of the arm and attaches itself onto the humerus, right into the bone. So most of the time, they pull it right off of the bone. And, and you kind of hope that that's what it is, because you can sew that back into the bone relatively easily, and it'll grow in where it came from, and, and then it's just going through the healing process and then through the therapy process, uh, which, again, takes it takes several months. There's just no quick way around it to try and get it to heal faster, um, and and so that, you know, that's kind of where he's at. I, I'm sure he got a scan today to see was it torn at the muscle where it joins the tendon, which he don't like to see because those are almost really difficult to repair if they're repairable at all. Uh, you hope that he pulled it right off of the bone on the humerus bone, because then they can reattach that, and he uh, has a good likelihood of. Uh, maybe pursuing and furthering his career, but it probably means most of the season, if not all of it this year, is a wash.
0: Doc Field joining our roundtable today. I'd mentioned on the Open today the, the uh, Athlon FCS National Team of the Week, uh, Eastern Kentucky uh, University. They uh, got a win over Bowling Green Saturday night. If anybody looked at that game, the final, by the way, fellas, was 59 to. 57, is Eastern Kentucky won it in uh, seven overtimes. So if you look at the overtime rules in the history, sometimes the game just ended in a tie. Then we figured out, well, we, we have to have a winner, unlike Derek, the NFL that can end in a tie, mm-hmm. as we say yesterday. And 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 then we we started coming up Doc, with these overtime rules and with the uh, concepts being that we don't we don't want them uh, having to make a whole bunch of plays eventually because more plays more chances for injury so we 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 kind of got in there and, and we got cute we we gave the team the ball at what was it the twenty five there and you get you know you can get a first down but you go in to score and then uh, the, if they score now then we change it so okay in the second overtime uh, you have to go for two. And now the new rule is, and that, that's still there, the third overtime and fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh and however many you want to go, it's just to play, and, like a two-point conversion. So, so, Brad, I showed you the Eastern Kentucky Bowling Green uh, box score. Look how odd that looks, Derek, by the way. That's a lot of them. Look at that. It's What was it, like 41, 40, whatever it was in the fourth, like 55, 53? Let's see. 38,
1: 38 at regulation. Yep. 51 apiece after the second overtime. Aye, aye, they each aye. got the conversion in the third and fourth overtime. <laughs> Neither did in overtime five. They had misses I, and misses. Yeah, that's odd. Uh, both got it in overtime six. Eastern Kentucky got it in overtime seven.
0: So, Doc, I think the answer here, I mean, I, I, maybe it's an anomaly. Obviously, I'm not. we're not talking about seven overtime g- games every week, but... Uh, you like it now? Are we are we okay with that? You know, you, you go, you go, and then you go and have to go for two. And if we're still tied, now we're just doing two point plays.
3: Yeah, and you know what? We talked about that. Remember that last year? I think mm. the NFL should adopt that. You got to go for two. Um, there's no question. You can't go for tie. You got to go for the win. And yeah, and I think you're right. It's just an anomaly. it's uh, you know, geez, seven overtime—that's oh, that, why. <laughs> but. But it's not. But remember, it's not like you're starting on the twenty-five and you've got multiple players. No, by the, the
0: time of, you get to the third, you're just going for what two yards just, out or something like yeah, that. I right? you're basically for, two point yeah, basically going for two-point conversion.
3: So it's it's not that that big of an incursion as far as all the different uh, reps that you would have and things. But I mean, I like it. I think that's I think that's like, that's okay. I, I, I don't have a problem with that.
0: Are we? Do we have a problem with the tie in the NFL? Period. I it's not, it's not
1: ideal. No, it's, I I don't know how. Why everybody else can figure out a winner and a loser, in the NFL can't. Right. Man, it's it's odd. Unless it's they're a... going to put a runner on second now and just
0: no, <laughs> Let's do that. Well, what's the equivalent for football? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like a seven, like a skull,
1: like seven <laughs> on seven know, drill. Maybe a
0: kicking lightning yeah. round. <laughs>
3: well,
0: I think they got to make them go to go for two. Yeah, I mean that, nope. uh, I mean, but Wait. but the NFL, the argument was opportunity. You know, one team had it, the other didn't. And that was the argument, wasn't it? It was, it was whoever right. won the coin toss, you know, basically won the game. Unless they went and only got three, then the other team could possess the ball, right? And we, we start going into all that. So I don't know. We had, I know that last year it seemed like we were talking about overtime quite a bit on, on the show. So, yep. yeah. Yeah.
2: You, you had an yeah. idea. What was your idea, Doc Phil? Is kind of.
3: Remember? So if you scored with less than two minutes left in the game, you scored a touchdown, you have to go for two.
2: Yeah. That would that would make it interesting.
3: In
0: regulation?
3: Yeah. In regulation.
2: Yeah. Hmm. You couldn't tie it up. I mean, if, I mean, if you you're, you're down by seven, you. you can't tie it up. Mm.
3: Exactly. Yep. You've got to go for yeah. two. You know, obviously that takes the field goal thing out if you're just going to try and set it for a field goal and go to overtime. But but if you score a touchdown and that potentially is going to tie the game with a PAT, you have to go for two.
0: The final thing in my docket on our roundtable today, since we knocked out those injuries early and before we let you go... Have the expectations for Nebraska football been a, a little too high here in recent years? Have have uh, was Scott Frost set up to eventually get canned on this whole thing already? I mean, Georgia Southern took it to him. North Dakota certainly took it. To them. They have a bunch of transfers, and you know, Texas and LSU, and it's Nebraska and all that. What are our thoughts on that? Frost fired. Now, granted, he parachuted out with a pretty decent buyout, but uh, where are the expectations with Nebraska football? Where should they be? Well, they are too high when they fired uh, Solich <laughs> so- yeah, a long time
2: ago when you went nine and three or whatever. So that's your first problem. And I think it comes down to because a few people ask me, what What do you think? Uh, why was Scott Frost so good at Central Florida, but not? in Nebraska, and I think it comes down to just the landscape has changed. I don't think – I think Orlando, to a lot of these kids in Florida play high school football, looks a lot better than Lincoln, Nebraska right now for a lot of these folks. A little more attractive. I think that, you know, the Midwest, unless you're Ohio State and some of these top teams or, you know, Michigan, where you're going to go out – and, by the way, you're still going to get great football players in Ohio and Michigan and what have you. Nebraska, let's face it, they're not having this big influx of talent coming in locally right i mean omaha is not giving you all that you want as far as guys at cornerback wide receiver the real athletes we are talking about so if you're a kid in texas eh, tcu looks pretty good yeah and i I just think it's a different landscape now for a lot of these schools that are on the prairie and trying to get those talented players and it's a problem i think that you're seeing i mean let's just look at this past weekend in the big 10 and some of the upsets that you had around here i mean you know, Wisconsin loses to Washington State at home. That shouldn't happen. You know, Iowa, you know, it's a, it's a rivalry game. I
0: was, lose Iowa Nebraska State.
2: loses to Georgia Southern with all those athletes. I mean, I just think it's a different time, and we have to accept that, and Nebraska is not going to be what Nebraska
0: was. Sab State, I mean, you, you can look at, at some of those games. So, Doc, the question is this, and you're around coaches, you're around programs, you're around Olympic programs for all this. You know, then if you're in Nebraska, do you go after an up-and-comer? Maybe even an FCS level. You know, do you do, you do that? Do you take a, a coordinator from Alabama? Uh, do you take a named person that can draw the attention? Uh, what's the right fit for that Lincoln, Nebraska, and that, that program that, that is still a, a Blue Blood program brand, but not playing Blue Blood program football?
3: Well, I, I think you have to go deep and, and see what the problem is. I think Derek hit it right on the head. They are not getting the blue chip athletes. And that's where that's where it starts. Look at Alabama. They get like 15 five-star kids. Um, same thing with Ohio State. I Georgia. Mean, the kids, yeah. The whole thing. Yes, Nebraska has had a huge um, tradition there. But that tradition has really been mellowed and soured and diluted, you know, over the last, what, 15, 20 years. Um I think you've got, at this point, to go for, go for the, big, the big hit. Uh, you know, and maybe that's the former LSU coach. I mean, you need somebody big to come in, completely tear down the program and say, this is what we're doing, this is what's going to be Nebraska, and, 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 and make that, that name and that culture again. The, the message is not getting through, it seems like. And the culture, it sounds like, probably needs to be changed
0: um I, it's I, an attractive I, let me I, let me ask you this i think it's an attract. it's an attractive job right
3: oh sure well, you get paid a people.
0: lot wow okay <laughs> let, okay let's take the money a little bit uh, obviously money is part of everything in this but let's take the money and not set it all the way away over but enough on the side and it just comes down to the job itself and the challenges right. that it has right
3: and 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 have they been able to recruit? You know, I don't know what their assistant coaches are like or what, or how they're doing, but but obviously they're not getting a lot of the, the, the top end talents that they used to. You know, and um, and I think Derek's right. A lot of those Southern kids are staying down there. Yeah, they're playing at Oklahoma. They're playing at Texas. They're playing at Texas A M, TCU. Both those both pro, those programs are proliferating and, and, and doing great. But Nebraska's stuck out in the middle of nowhere, literally. Um, And they're finding it very difficult to get those blue chippers to come to Lincoln, Nebraska, when those kids have an opportunity to go to Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Texas now, uh, Oklahoma. I mean, some of the other programs that have, have, have really good coaching staffs. And uh, you know, have a culture that really centers around trying to win and win a national championship. Think about
0: this: you know, Scott Frost fired a lot of the uh, the offensive side. You know, a lot of the staff. the brought Mark Whipple in from Pittsburgh. You know, that, that groomed a uh, Heisman uh, guy. I mean, he's they brought it over, and now, of course, two games into the season or three, uh, boom, blown up. And I uh, don't, I don't know, I don't know what the challenges for Nebraska. I know that there are many. And you guys just rolled out a, a couple of them. But again, $15 million on uh, the, uh, the buyout. Chris Kleiman's name came I, up. in I, I, Chris oh, did, yeah.
1: And Pete Thammel's story, I think that. Would he want to make that move? I mean, financially, it would probably be. He'd have to make it worth his while, but I don't know if. It... He's just starting. I mean, that team's going to be good. He's this just year, getting trained. You know? He's yeah. loved
0: by that in Manhattan. Oh. Yeah, that'd be. I a... just,
1: yeah, I just think it's probably a less pressure situation. You can have just as much success, if not more. Really. I mean, the last it's... guy was there most of our lifetimes. You no, know, I mean, it, that? Yeah, <laughs> job security is there. Well, for and they said he's got. he said he's got it in. Obviously, for
0: climate, it's not it's like, like Lou Brown in major league, <laughs> is it? <laughs> no. Right. He's well, like,
1: hey, I would say, say as long as Gene's there, I think Chris will be there too. So,
3: You know, here's the thing that I was surprised about. I And I was talking to my daughter from the University of Michigan. There you go. And I said, I was really surprised that they fired him now. Because October 1st, if I'm not mistaken, I think his bio dropped like 50%. Do- you know? Yeah,
0: dropped like to $8 million or $7 million. Yeah. yeah.
3: And so I'm going, okay, so you really want to go out and get a big-name coach What's the hurry? You got two weeks, big deal, Um, but you're going to save like, you know, $7 million, which is money that you can maybe put towards your new coach. Maybe that's not a big deal to them. That'd be a huge deal to me, obviously. I mean, maybe that's not a big deal to them uh, as far as the money. It was trying to get things on track, but let's face it. I mean, you know, they don't look like a very good team, and uh, they're probably going to get just smoked this weekend by Oklahoma. So it probably doesn't matter who's on the sidelines quite frankly yeah i Um, think that you just i I was just i was just surprised you know in this day and age of you know trying to be cost effective and with college education taking such a hit from the public and rightly so Mm -hmm. with all the payback the loans and stuff and you're sitting there with seven million dollars and you're asking people of the just general population to i mean that's a whole different deal but you know where i'm going with the scholarships or not scholarships with loans and stuff it's like wait a minute what, what was the big rush you wait a couple weeks and you can save money and. Do it thoughtfully, and you know, but I don't know. That
0: I don't was. disagree, but it's uh, pretty toxic there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah. was, I was literally <laughs> just there. I was at was eighty-six thousand people, man. It was a it, that thing was seventeen all against North Dakota. I, I like I said, yeah. the the upper tier. I looked to my right, and after half, I I kid you not, it felt like about two three thousand people had <laughs> see ya, and uh, pretty great. But Phil's right. I mean, if you can just take seven million, and go. Ah. You know they obviously had to pull a trigger now, but because uh, uh, they want a new face. But that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of, here's a, it's just in. There tends to be some big money in that. Yeah. Uh, in Those institutions and a lot of them. Uh, Nebraska
2: red. You see Nebraska license plates everywhere in Arizona. Everywhere. So. Yeah. Everywhere. Um, they got some cash behind them.
0: Doc, uh, good stuff. Thanks for the licorice again, buddy. And uh, we'll uh, we'll do it again next week. I have no idea where I'll be. <laughs> and nor, well, nor Brad. I don't know where you're going to be, or Derek. It'll, it'll and, have to
3: be electronic, cause you'll be in Flagstaff.
0: Yeah, well well, will be Flagstaff where the Red Hawks. I hope can continue to yeah. win and and uh, and get into a uh, uh, AA final. So that'll be good too. Doc, again, good to see you, buddy. Uh, thanks for the time today. We'll talk to you next week.
3: All right, have a good week, guys.
0: Doctor Phil Johnson joining us on the on the show. Here's the uh, the the big enforcer has stepped into the studio also. Oh, yeah. Travis Dunn, T. Dunn. Uh, we'll take a quick time out. We'll come back for uh, the camp on it. It's a Monday roundtable, uh, the Jack Michael Show at 740, The Fan. The latest stats perform FCS preseason. Oh, well, not preseason. It would be the top 25 uh, that is out, correct? Yes, that's, yeah. and uh,
1: yes, you. Yeah. you have someone that. left the if, title. If, I have it all here, but someone left have the, it, okay. someone
0: left the title of preseason on top of the uh, release. Oops! So it, it'd be, we actually are into the season. For those of you who don't know, no change at the uh, the top. Uh, North Dakota State, uh, correct? Or do I not have the right
1: one? Uh, no, you've got it.
0: Yeah, with South Dakota State at two? Yep, Montana, right.
1: Montana State, Mo State at five, Incarnate Word six.
0: Well, had you look at the numbers that Incarnate Word is putting up, North Dakota has uh, cracked the top 25 at, at number 22, so uh, but good for them. But there are four uh, Missouri Valley teams in the top 25. So NDSU and SDSU, one and two. SDSU and a tussle with UC Davis, a very good team. And there's still some big sky Missouri Valley Kind of crossover coming up this week, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Missouri State is the uh, team that is a little bit of the real deal. Jason Shelley's we talked yeah, about. Yeah, that's for sure. Now. He's, uh, he's going to get it done. Here's my thought on this. You know, North Dakota State, 10 p.m. game Saturday night. Yes. 10 p.m. Central. Body clock has got to get really to gotta, uh, That's when it starts. 10 yes. p.m. So it'd be that eight, means
1: at, eight in Tucson
0: at yeah. 1:30 in the morning. There's no way I'll make that. <laughs> no way. It's my
1: third wind. Boy, boy, Bison fans are really gonna have to pace themselves. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, this is that not gonna be, be, be easy. Good.
0: That's a stereotype <laughs> to tailgating. <laughs> but that's gonna no, be no. But a what long I'm long day. going to. That's gonna be a long Just day. Saying. It's gonna be. So- I got some buddies. I don't know if we're gonna be able to to last. And I mean, ten that's and, an eight o'clock local kickoff for them. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, FS1. Yeah, so uh, the, the UND game, I give to Flagstaff at at, uh, at at three Central. So that's My a one habits. o'clock kickoff time there. I just think, I'll be back on a plane driving back. They don't want to be kicked off between that's Arizona. True. And North that's true. That's crazy. Uh, but here's the other thing: Southern Illinois has dropped out of the top twenty-five. There, they're one of the things that you're thinking, hmm, what's going on there in Carbondale? You know, yes, they've had some decent opponents, but you know, and now they turn around, they've got Northwestern. And then they play North Dakota. So, you know, maybe, they, maybe they'll maybe they pull a rabbit out of their hat and and, and beat Northwestern. I don't know. <clears throat> but but they could face, uh, UND could be facing them 0-3 with the backs against the wall kind of game in two weeks. So, yeah. it, it's starting to kind of work itself out. Uh, NDSU and North Carolina A&T. Again, North Carolina A&T, a few years back, certainly making a charge, but uh, Bison looked obviously yeah, he, very strong. The start
1: injury looks bad, though. That's a, that's a tough loss for him and for the,
2: yeah. For the Bison.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, talented, talented. Hey, just he go
1: my soapbox about the whole.
2: Hey, we got to go to FPS. These games are boring.
0: I was seeing some social media yeah. or someone had uh, popped that up, and like I'm, Here. I'm too bored with going because they're beating people a lot. So, so
2: well, here's the problem is. The University of Minnesota is in the Big Ten in the FBS the last I checked, right? Well, they beat up on the Leathernecks this past weekend. I mean, go bad. down the score. If you go down, there's blowouts at every level, and it would happen. The big grail that I hear so many Bison fans want, Mountain West. Mountain West, right? Yeah. You see the Mountain West this past weekend? Brutal. Ugly. Wyoming, they thump on Northern Colorado, something that NDSU would do. If, Correct, yeah. If they were there. Um Middle Tennessee State they beat up on Colorado State thirty-four to nineteen, same school that South Dakota State beat up on last year. So now right. Colorado State in the Mountain West is a doormat. Incarnate Word beat up on Nevada fifty-five to forty-one. Weber State FCS school, the latest I heard, yep. thirty-five to seven over Utah State. Not a good FCS
0: school, but to make your point.
2: But I mean, it's Utah State. They're supposed to be more. I just. If you think that you're not going to have these boring blowout games at the lower tier of the FBS, which is no man's land right now in the world of college football. I mean, I think you're almost better off being where St. Thomas is at a non-scholarship FCS school. It's just you cannot compete at that level. And then you're not going to have playoff games, and you're going to go to some bowl that no one cares about on December 27th. Right now, Bison fans, I'm telling you, yeah, it's not perfect. But if you go to the FBS, you're not playing Arizona every week. You're not. You're, you're playing the lower tier of the FBS, which is worse than the top of the FCC, FCS, the Missouri Valley Football Conference. So celebrated, it,
0: appreciate it, yeah. uh, engage in it.
2: <laughs> and wait for the big conferences to leave the NCAA, do their own thing, and let the FBS and FCS figure it out once that happens because that is happening. There, it's already yep. been out there. Yep,
1: I know. I know it's. It you kind of feel like you're, you're being impatient on all this, but I think I I agree with you. You've said that for years, that I think that's that's where ADSU should land. They
2: gotta let the chips
1: fall because. Yep trying to force the issue right now be the worst financial decision they Same. can make too. High of 101 in Tucson Saturday too. So oh, good nice. thing. So good thing it is. Yeah, eight, I was eight, saying, eight, they'll eight be glad what for that eight 8:00 PM 8:00 PM local start. local kickoff. <laughs> um good uh, some text here. That yes. far the throws is a good, bad, good and ugly. bad ugly. Uh for the good, Mayville State beat uh, the, was the Nebraska Wesley in 55-48 in overtime. Wow. It's in Tim's. I think it's Sam it, it's spelled like salmon like the fish, it's salmon or salmon. 525 yards, seven touchdowns. Nice. Outstanding. The Comets <laughs> win, seven touchdowns. Uh, good NFL wide receiving, Diggs, Adams, Jefferson. Bad the Twins. Ugly the Cowboys. Yeah,
0: yeah, am yeah. yeah. not, yeah, no, no. I'm not argue that, with argue. Well
1: done. That's yeah, that's four for four there. That's,
0: yeah. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> that's pretty good. does Rocco
2: Baldelli save his job with Thad Levine and Derek Fellsy as the head men? Um.
1: Yes. I. I think. I don't I think, think you're right. I don't think he's there. Is any pressure now? Because, um, I mean, he did go through a million injuries. He's gone through a million injuries, and the fact that I mean, it was, a, I, it's a bad division.
0: I, I don't want to make excuses here, but I brought this up a while back. I'll bring it up again. I brought it up with you, Brad, the other day, last yeah. week, is that off air. You lose your pitch, and this isn't everything, but if you lose your pitching coach halfway through a season. And and I think there's part of that pie, there's probably 30 things. It's in there, right? It's yeah. in there. It's in there.
2: I just I think he's bungled some of his decisions with the pitching, both starting you know, and oh, I, bullpen. I, I, I so dis- much.
0: I won't disagree on that. But if if Wes is there, are those decisions made differently. You know, I don't know. Well,
1: they weren't though when he was there. That's the thing. Oh, you know. Yeah, it's, well, <clears throat> I'm sure the Buck has to stop with him. But I just I think
2: would... the philosophy is the same with the management team and the manager. That's why I think that they all stay
1: unless.
3: Oh, yes, the see, pole I, ads... I don't think
1: there's a threat yet. Unless yeah. they say unless the pole ads step in and they're you know. I mean, even this year while they were hanging around in first place, they weren't drawing
0: that well. Certainly I mean, have been injured a might bit. have something to do with it, too. Certainly it seems to be more injury. Injuries coming out of the Twins the last couple of years, but it happens to everybody. But I'm wondering in proportion to other teams. Remember you and I were talking about yeah. it after going, it's it's going, well, maybe ha- they need to do
2: like the Vikings. Stuff. didn't get rid of Sugarman and you now <laughs> yeah, they have right. a whole it's new tough. way to go about things. This
1: didn't happen
0: when Dick Martin was the Twins yeah. trainer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's all, uh, it's all ball bearings well, these days. We <laughs> aged ourselves with that coming <laughs> right really there. We did, yeah. didn't we? Yep. You the boy from Ajax? Anyway, <laughs> all right. Uh, Red Hawks tonight, uh, go get them. Uh, pre game show around 6.15 tonight. Uh first pitch to the left is 6.30. Get out to Newman Outdoor Field. Support those Hawks.